Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. You may not realize it, but God can restore your marriage, even if it seems like it's broken beyond repair. I'm John Fuller, and this is the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast, and I'm here with Greg Smalley, and we're going to be concluding our conversation now that Jim Daly had with Chris and Cindy Beal about how God gave them a new marriage, even though Chris had been unfaithful. Chris, I can't imagine being in your shoes. I mean, and going through what you went through, all self-inflicted. Right. Make sure people hear that. I'm, I'm not giving you sympathy 100%. for bad decisions. 100%. But, um, man, uh, what in the world are you feeling when all this is happening over those first five months and the girl, the woman's calling you saying right. I'm pregnant and right. ouch. I'm, I'm caught. You know, I think you can, especially guys, we were, we're quite capable at compartmentalizing mm-hmm. parts of our lives. Are we not? And, um, but your sin will always find you out. It always does. And it was a nightmare of coming to this revelation of, um, this thing that I've kept hidden is not going to be hidden for long, but it was freedom. I, freedom was what I longed for. What scripture says is for freedom that Christ set us free. And I had grace and I understood the the gospel, but I was not living in the freedom of the gospel Mm -hmm. in the freedom of my identity in Christ. Because of that hidden sin. Exactly right. And so there was this real interesting paradox of, of real brokenness of realizing what I have done, even to the name of Jesus. Cause granted I was in ministry when all this was coming out but then on the flip side, waking up one day and having no secrets was huh. something that I, Had in no- my adult life, have never experienced. And that was the first taste of freedom. And it was it was life transforming. And then watching this boy grow up um, who later gave his heart to Jesus, who later I got to the honor of baptizing him and his mom has come to faith in Jesus. And, you know, 16 years later, there is more redemption associated with this story than there is pain. And that young man is front and center of redemption. Well, and that's so powerful, so powerful. Yet, um, you know, how do we get to the resolution here? Uh, you know, the practical helps. Now, let's start, Cindy, with you for that woman that's struggling. She can't believe you've done this, number right. one. She's saying to herself, that's incredible. I'm not Cindy. Yeah. I couldn't be her. Yeah. But the truth is, in Christ, you can be. And because you're learning these things from the Lord. What are some of those practical things? I can only imagine the temptation to throw back in Chris's face uh-huh. all the wrongdoing. Um, did that happen for a while? Did you control that? Uh, how, how did that happen? Um, I did not. I'm going to just say, not once. Not That's one. remarkable. It is remarkable. Well, and I just love the Lord so much that um, I felt like when people say they're going to get revenge on someone, the person they're doing that to first is Jesus before they do it to their spouse. And so I felt like it's like some, let's say I decide, well, I'm going to go cheat on him now. Well, I'm hurting the heart of God first before I'm hurting him, and I just couldn't do that to my Lord. Uh-huh. And so that was my mindset. And so if a woman hears anything, you know, we, as Christ followers, our goal is to walk 
forever until we finish the race and we fought the good fight and we have kept the faith. But if we don't go deeper along the way, we're missing out on so much. And so I feel like I've just gone so deep with the Lord that to throw it back in his face, I just I just couldn't do that. I couldn't do that to my Lord, really, mm-hmm. is what it boiled down to. But what happened was we were given permission by God, by with each other, to grieve. Mm-hmm. People want to get through the pain so bad. And we watch people who are hurting, and we want to get them through their pain so bad. You just can't rush healing. And so we would grieve together, and I would right. grieve walking in the store at Walmart and buying groceries and something would remind me and I'm crying in the aisle. So I just allowed myself to grieve. And as I grieved, I healed. I really believe that. I believe that when we grieve appropriately. So that was, those were the things that helped me heal deeply as I began to just really heal. Uh, Cindy and Chris, the last question I wanted to ask, and this is a loaded one and, uh, but it's an important one. Before we close out, um, there may be a listener who has that unconfessed sin. Mm-hmm. They haven't shared anything with their spouse. Man, this is so delicate, and there's not a one-way approach here. No. Uh, but what would be your advice to that person who you have touched their heart today? That man, Chris, who's saying, I've never mm-hmm. shared that with my wife. Yeah. What I, would you say? Well, first of all, um, my heart breaks for you. Um, and I know the darkness of, of that, the weight of that secret. Um, I would say that honesty will never steer you wrong. Hmm. It will hurt. There will be damage. People will be hurt. But I think about what James wrote, um, that, you know, so often we confess our sin to God and expect him to fix our problems or remove the consequences. But there's no scripture that it says he actually does that, but instead confess your sins and to one to another, to another person, to a human being, to somebody that you trust and pray for each other. And the Bible says that you may be healed and that's a promise. And so my encouragement is know that God is a God of compassion, that your choices have real consequences that God will not remove, but that his grace is bigger than you think it is and find somebody that you trust that you can confess it to seek prayer and then just watch what God will start to do in your life. That is so good. Cindy, any other thoughts? Well, and I would say to um, the wife or the husband who gets this kind of confession, I would say um, it's very typical for a lot of people to run from God, to get mad because he didn't do as they thought he should. I would say Run to him, run to him. Even if you don't understand, just run to him. He will, he will begin to reveal things to you in his time. Good advice. Uh, Cindy, Chris, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, that is a couple who have been through so much and they've seen God do amazing things. And I, I think Cindy's faith is really Uh, inspirational for all of us. That took a lot of courage to stay in the marriage. And Greg, you have worked with thousands of couples. You've seen God do miracles even after betrayal, haven't you? We have some dear friends, some of our best friends in life who went through this exact issue. And to see where God has brought them now, 
based on where they were, they, they were at such a bad place. They did mm. not want to stay together. It was done. And we had the privilege of just being one of their couple friends that, that, that surrounded them and said, you guys aren't going anywhere and you're going to get help in, and to see now years later, how they're in marriage ministry. Oh, and, so and God has taken that experience, and now He's doing something really great with it. Whenever I run into a couple who've gone through infidelity, um, we have permission to give them their numbers, and and because that's how they want to be used, because mm-hmm. they just want to be able to talk to that couple and say, "Hey, I know all seems lost, but here's kind of our journey. Here's what God taught us. You can do this." And it's just it's so amazing to see what God has done. One of the things that they talk about, cause we've asked them like, what, what, what were some of the keys? Like, how did you guys survive this? Yeah. Cause many don't, they said, first of all, we had to arrive at a place that we had to build a completely new marriage. We didn't try to return and go back to the past. We didn't want to just simply rebuild something, just move on, move forward. We recognized that we something was so fundamentally flawed in our marriage that we just blew it up mm. and began to decide, now, what do we want our new marriage to look like and consist of? And, and as they approached it through that lens, then there wasn't this pressure to, well, we, you know, we, we just want to go back to what we had. That doesn't work. Yeah. Something wasn't working it's back proven then. proven to not work. Don't keep doing it. Yeah, they also talk about how they recognized that there were three important entities that they had to really, really work on, hmm. and those are the man, the woman, and the marriage relationship. And all three had to be taken a look at and dealt with. So even for the spouse who didn't have the affair, she she went in and got help. She went and got counseling. He went and got counseling. They began to do marriage counseling. And so they, they, they just took the recovery process really, really serious. But then they had a, a group of, of friends who were there just to encourage and mm. to just to continue to say, we're, we're here and we're going to walk with you and you're going to make it. And I think those are the kinds of ways that we can build something totally different. And, and you 100% can not just survive this. But on the other end, like our friends, you can create a marriage that you both love Mm. at the end of this. Well, that kind of hope is the thing that we want to extend to you today. And we've got a lot of great resources um, to give you that kind of shot in the arm to step up, to take the courageous step of rebuilding and doing something new. Uh, Cindy Beal's book, Rebuilding a Marriage Better Than New, is available to you, uh, particularly if you can make a generous donation of any amount, either monthly pledge or a one-time gift. We'll send a copy to you. Uh, Greg, you've got a new resource that you've just developed, haven't you? Yeah, it's just called Recovering from an Affair. So we interviewed probably 20 different counselors to really come up with what's the game plan? How does this couple go from that secret being revealed to having a marriage that they both love? Mm -hmm. And we kind of just help give you, okay, do this, don't do this. It's packed with so many good things. Well, we want to encourage you to look for that in the episode notes, along with uh, the opportunity to donate and get Cindy's book. And if you need intensive counseling, if you really need to just strip it all down and work from uh, the start on the structure of your marriage, 
Uh, our Hope Restored Center is designed to do just that, and it's uh, wildly effective, and we're so grateful to God for the way he uses it in the lives of so many. Links for all of these resources and an opportunity to donate, uh, all of that in the show notes. Well, next time, Dr. Larry Crabb talks about building unity in your marriage. And for now, I'm John Fuller. And on behalf of Greg Smalley and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast.